Hi, I'm Brian Horn with Warren Landscape Magazine. I had the chance to speak with Chris Elmore. He's the new president of The Grounds Guys. The company has a goal of hitting $30 million a year, and one way to do that is to educate their franchisees on understanding financials. We talked about how this is a problem that plagues a lot of small businesses. We also discussed how companies can better attract young talent to the industry. Here's my conversation with Chris. So many small business owners today have no idea of their financial condition other than their bank account or their checkbook. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is we want to help our franchisees get the financial awareness, which means have a P&L that's accurate, have a balance sheet that's accurate, know what they mean, have financial uh, coaching sessions with the franchise consultants we have here. These people know what they're doing. They've been in the industry. They have or If they haven't been in the industry, they have uh, financial background. So we want to get them that awareness by helping them get those numbers together and then holding them accountable to budgets based on their current resources and where they want to grow the business to. And I think that's something that's sorely lacking in most small businesses in America is that at least the ones I've come across in, in the different trades here at the Dwyer Group, uh, I would say probably less than 5% of them have a balance sheet that even means anything to them. And really? so, what's that? I said, oh, I mean, is that um, that's across that the board? I'm not. That uh, that's not even even just landscape management companies. That's just small business across right, the board. Right. In general. Mm -hmm. is, and is really, it's a, an is, operational understanding of financial statements. It's not what your bookkeeper or accountant gives you and files your taxes. They can coach you financially, but industry operational, practical use of a financial statement is just lacking. What were you going to ask? No, that, that's what I was going to ask, more along the lines of just why why that is. I mean, is it are they naive or they just, you know, don't have time to do those things? Both. Okay. And, and, and lack of education on that, you know. Mm -hmm. most, most business owners feel that if they have an accountant or bookkeeper that their financials should be just in order. But they right. don't use them. You know, and, and most of the time they're not in order. Uh, you know, you, you look at a balance sheet and you see negatives for the bank accounts. You see negatives on liabilities. It it's, doesn't mean anything. It's, it's not good data. What is one concrete way you've been able to get people, you know, to stop thinking like a landscaper and start thinking more of like a business owner? Uh, financial education to start with. Okay. So... Uh, a very basic one-hour session in our training really opens people's eyes on what is a P&L and what is a balance sheet and how do they show you what's going on in your business and then what do you do about it? Because really financial uh, analysis and management troubleshooting is really all it is. And most of the people that come through here have been troubleshooters all their life if they come from a technical trade. So you take someone who um, does maintenance and has been doing maintenance and has been trained in the landscape industry. Uh, they're an irrigator, they're an uh, application specialist, whatever. They go to a property, they look at the turf, and they start troubleshooting. They say, this is what it's supposed to look like. Uh, they do a soil test, and they get the results, and they say, this is not what it's supposed to be. And their experience or the industry says, this is what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. The knowledge and value that they have comes from knowing what it is and what it should be, and then making, having the knowledge to make what it is become what it should be. Financial analysis is the same way, and as soon as someone understands, this isn't rocket science. Right. Navigating all the laws uh, uh, around accounting uh, standards and taxes 
that's rocket science, and I'm going to leave that up to the professionals. But just mm -hmm. understanding my financial statements and relating that to what happens in my business every day, that's not that hard. And so getting the franchisees to, to understand that and then dive in, that's the first piece of it, and I think that's why we're successful at doing what we're doing with it because no one's ever sat them down and said, this is not as hard as you think it is. You know, I'm not a, a CPA or an accountant trying to sell you my service, and I'm the only one that can understand this. You don't need to worry about it. That's nothing can be further from the truth, and it's amazing to see the transformation in a franchise owner once they realize. I've had people come up to me and say, I've been in business 20-some years, and I've never understood financials until today. Right. I never even look at a balance sheet until you told me to do it. You know, I've been working like with my that. FC, and he keeps telling me, financial statements. Finally, we got together with the financial statements, and I can't believe how much I've missed over the last 10 years I've been in business. I wanted to switch gears and talk a little bit about the future of the green industry. I don't know how often that you guys have to you know, come in contact with maybe college kids coming out with horticulture degrees, but we often hear that the, that's a program, those programs are, are dying, and I think there was even a couple of surveys last year that said horticulture is a, a dying industry. What are your thoughts on the future of the green industry? Well, I think that if you look in, internally here, Rochelle Kemp, one of our franchise consultants, she was at Texas State Technical College for 10 years. She was leading that program in the curriculum. And, uh, you know, I don't remember the circumstances as to why she left, but I know that, that she wouldn't have left if she saw a future in that. Maybe the program was being cut or something like that. But... I guess it's just like anything. Every time in, in, in history, in any industry, it was always seemed like, you know, the jobs were going away, so people were moving away from it. But I think, you know, technology has a lot, uh, a lot, a big part to play in that. I mean, think about it today. Right now, if you had a disease on a tree in your front yard and you walked out there, you could probably take a picture of it, send it to somebody online, and they can come back and tell you what it is and where to get the stuff to take care of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, you can send away a soil sample and get the results back to most of the ag schools around. And, you know, Rochelle went to one of the best agricultural schools in the country for her degrees in Texas A&M. And along with Virginia Tech and a couple other uh, state technical schools, I mean, those guys, they really, they really know what they're doing when it comes to that kind of stuff. But even them, you can send things to them and get uh, soil samples and find out how to treat things on your own. I mean, you could probably, without going to anybody else, you could carry your iPhone outside, um, look up diseases on trees, and probably find something online about the disease you have on your tree and, and treat it yourself. And so I think technology is affecting anything these days, which is it's, it's, it's narrowing the knowledge gap so that specialized knowledge of things like this aren't as necessary as they used to be. Mm -hmm. And so for the green industry, I would expect that to happen just like everything else. Um, I know people with arboriculture degrees, but I wonder how many people are getting arboriculture degrees today compared to five years ago. You know, and there's a decline, but again, it's because how is that, that's not really sexy to start with. And right. the thing is that information these days is, pretty much there. I don't have to be a mechanic to fix my car anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, what, 
what do you see your role as you know the president of a new or one of the larger companies in the industry mm -hmm. do, do you feel you you need to help maybe drive um, people in the youth into the, the green industry or, or is that not um, your responsibility I think I think that I would say that it's anybody in the green industry it's the responsibility to maintain it it's a responsibility to uh, keep the industry thriving that it would attract people. Uh, I just think that everything's changing to the point now where um, I think you can get by without that specialized knowledge. But I think, too, to, to, again, as I said, you know, everybody has a, uh, an obligation to um, raise the standard of the green industry. Uh, and I think that's happening through internal education now. Mm -hmm. You have the people that are educated out there. Like if I look in our network, I can think of a dozen people right now with a, with degrees in uh, a particular green industry area. And I think that when they, when you look across the network, our franchisees turn to each other more than they turn to any kind of specialist education. I know that we have franchisees that go into existing horticulture programs in schools and talk about the grounds guys and get those kids involved to try to bring them along. You know, these days most companies are hiring for attitude and they're teaching the technical skills. So rather than someone come into the industry because, man, they fell in love with, with you know, horticulture or plants or trees or whatever and they, they went to an ag school and got a degree or they went somewhere and got a, a Bachelor of Science and some sort of uh, uh, related degree program that would affect the green industry, I think instead what's happening is the culture of companies are bringing them in and then the companies are then training them or sending them to these programs. So as far as what we can do is we can attract great, solid uh, employees and then we can teach them the technical thing by getting involved with these schools and these programs to train the people we already have on staff. It's quite it's frankly like getting getting on their radar. What's that? It's a, it's almost just like getting on their radar. They may enter college not even mm -hmm. thinking about landscaping as a professional industry, and that's where you guys come in, and other companies can come in and say, "No, we, you know, we are professional, and we we can help you make money." So yeah, and you think about it this way: um, most of our franchisees, most of our business owners, would you show them a twenty-year veteran, they'd take them in a second. But what they also tell you is that those 20-year veterans have a lot of bad habits. And so what we find is they're hiring more for attitude these days, more for presentation skills, more for personality uh, profile and, and likability and those kind of things and, and um, intelligence, you know, the stuff that makes a, a, a great member of the team. And then they decide where that member fits and they educate them in that way. So it's not just... I want to find someone who's already in college that, that may want to do this. It could be it could be uh, the guy who waited on your table last night at, at, at dinner. He was great, and you wanted to give him an opportunity. He comes into the business. You find that he's awesome dealing with customers, and you want to give him some education to do something in your company. So, again, I think that's more of another general business fundamental. I, I mm -hmm. you know, and and really, again. It, Back to the knowledge gap, you know, a consumer sitting out there doesn't see the need to pay for that specialized knowledge anymore because they can get a lot of it, whether it's as good or not, you know, they don't know. Uh, the perception is they can get a lot of that knowledge 
online, so why pay for it? So it's becoming increasingly hard for our companies to pay for, you know, someone with a horticulture or boriculture degree to come and ride a lawnmower or, uh, and advance to the company to get to the point where they're offering those professional services. It's just expensive to do. And thanks to Chris for taking the time to speak with me. To learn more about the Grounds Guys, you can go to groundsguys.com. And thanks for downloading the podcast on the Long Tail Radio Network.